Thank you for signing up for this online session. I hope it gives you some insight on things you can do as a translator or interpreter to become more efficient and effective. After you watch this video, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. You see all my contact info on the very last slide. Check out my website, rafalombardino.com, for more sessions that can help you improve your current skills, diversify your services, or position yourself better in the translation and interpretation field. Well, I hope you like the content I'm sharing with you today, and I look forward to hearing from you very soon. Hello, fellow translator. I'm really glad you decided to join me for this new online session when we'll talk about the role of translators in the digital publishing era. If you're here today, I'm guessing you're interested in book translations, either literature or nonfiction, maybe some academic books, and we'll discuss some strategies on how to become a book translator in the digital publishing era. As you can see, I put a little hashtag there on uh, this background, name the translator. This is a hashtag that a lot of people use on Twitter, especially to make sure the book translators get credit for their translations. We often see that um, books that have been translated get reviewed on the paper in magazines and often only the author is mentioned, not the translator. So there's a whole campaign out there, especially on Twitter, talking about how you have to name the translator. Every time that a book is mentioned, name the translator. So if you could use that hashtag too, when you're posting something about translated books, that will help raise awareness about our role as translators in the book publishing industry. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Before you get started, just so you know a little bit about me, so you know who is talking to you right now. My name is Hafa Lombardino. I'm a certified translator and translation instructor. I've been working as a translator since 1997. It's been a while. And I'm certified by the American Translators Association, the ATA, in both English to Portuguese and Portuguese to English. I also have a professional certificate in Spanish to English translations from the University of California San Diego Extension Program. My additional language pairs are Spanish to Portuguese, Italian to Portuguese, and Italian to English. I'm the CEO at Word Awareness, a small network of professional translators that got together to provide multilingual services worldwide. We were first established in 2004 and incorporated in 2009. My specializations are technology or information technology, IT, anything related to computers, because in a past life, I earned an associate's degree in computer sciences with emphasis on data processing. So I was studying to be a programmer, didn't really work out, so I continued translation and I went into IT because of my technical degree. I also work with a lot of communications, which means news articles, advertisement, marketing, because in another past life, 
I earned my bachelor's degree in social communications, and I majored in journalism. The other areas I work with very often are education, health and wellness, audiovisual material, and also literature, both fiction and nonfiction books. I'm also a translation instructor. I started teaching at UCSD Extension in 2010, so it was about three years after I graduated their program. And I've been teaching tools and technology in translation, introduction to subtitling, and introduction to swordfish. I'm also an author. I wrote a book based on my class, so it's called also Tools and Technology in Translation. And I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast called Translation Confessional, where I talk more about the ins and outs of over two decades working as a translator. So feel free to visit hafalombardino.com slash webinars. I'll be adding new online sessions to that page, and I'll be covering a range of subjects in translation, some things that I have experienced myself, skills that I've used these two decades, things that I discuss with my students, things that I discuss with peers. So I'll be adding new online sessions to this page, and you can check periodically to see if there's anything there that would help you acquire new skills or offer different services to your clients, organize yourself better, manage your time, manage your projects, or come out of your shell and network with peers, with clients, and market your services better. All right, I hope that you find some good ideas there. But enough about me, let's get to what you're really interested in, which is book translations, all right? So I just divided this into three parts. What can we do? How can we do it? And what do we get? And I'll explore each one of them to give you some ideas on how to start translating books. So what can we do? The two main ideas here is that you can work with contemporary authors or you can bring books to life. What I mean by that is you could join forces with self-published authors or small publishers that will put you in contact with authors so you can collaborate on a book translation. Or as an alternative, you can bring books to life by tapping into the limitless resource of public domain titles, which means that you can translate a book that was published many, many years ago and is now on public domain. I'll go into more detail now, but let's start first with working with contemporary authors. Just to give you a little bit of a background of how I started working with contemporary authors and start collaborating with them in their book translations, I was just really bored because of all the technical work that I do on a daily basis. I needed something more challenging. I needed something more creative. So I started to actively go after material that I could translate and help authors publish in another language. So I'll tell you the positive aspects and the negative aspects of my experiences, things that I've noticed from talking to other book translators, and hopefully you have more of the positive aspects in your experience and minimize the negative aspects because now you'll be aware of them. When I started, I had to just learn as I was going along. So these are things that I didn't foresee sometimes. But hopefully by me telling you that those things could happen, you can avoid the negative aspects and only have a positive experience when you're working with contemporary authors. Okay, 
So the positive aspects are that you work, interact, contact with the author. That's not possible when you're working with publishers because of a variety of things. Publishers don't put you in contact with the author. In many cases, um, they don't even have access to the author. The way that things are dealt with in the publishing industry, it just goes through agents, it goes through uh, lawyers, intellectual property lawyers. They have so many layers that the translator just works kind of in isolation. You don't get to interact with an author unless you're very lucky. And some authors may be very proactive in going after that experience, but that's not the norm. So one of the positive aspects that I've had working with authors directly is that I can talk to them. I can ask them questions. We can really collaborate and rewrite their book in the target language together. Sometimes things need to be localized. Sometimes things need to be adapted. So we can make those decisions with the author by really picking their brain, asking questions and coming to a solution together. That's a very rewarding experience that I hope that everyone has a chance to get because that's what drives translators translating a book. They want to just make sure that the audience will get the same experience. And sometimes that requires talking to the author to get a full understanding of how that book came to life, right? Another positive aspect is that there can be long-term collaborations because there's a lot of self-published authors who have trilogies, they have series. So if you hit it off with an author, they may come back for more and give you more book contracts so you can translate more of their titles. That's just the ideal situation if you're working with an author that has a huge body of work and you can just constantly keep working with them with new books. There's also a potential for earnings because depending on how you negotiate your contract with the author, you may be able to get royalties on sales. So it's a good opportunity if a book really takes off in another language, you will be earning royalties on your translation, right? It is rare. It hasn't happened to me yet, but it has happened to some other people. And I'll tell you an example. It's a very interesting story. But what happens is you never know what's going to be big, right? Uh, we know the stories about books that are huge nowadays. They became movies, became series. And that author got turned down by so many publishers. But then one person believed in them, helped them publish that book. And now it's a huge success. So you never know. It is, like I said, like winning the lottery. It's very rare, but it could happen. There is a potential there. And when translators are part of the process, there is a potential for higher earnings, all right? And if you don't make it big because a book is going to get, you know, movie rights and everything, you will always get recognition. And that's why the hashtag name the translator is so important. So we get visibility. We do work in a way that is invisible because it's not our work. It's someone else's creative work. We just transport that story to the target language. So our work is invisible, but we don't need to be invisible as professionals that use creativity to bring books to life, right? So you can actually get great recognition. You can elevate the profession. You can just bring more awareness to books and translation 
just by being who you are and putting great projects out there. So let's move on to the negative aspects now because I want you to be aware of potential problems you can find along the way. I don't want you to just think that this is a bed of roses, that everything is going to be perfect. There may be some issues that you have to deal with and one of them is balancing your workload, all right? Because I'll be very honest with you, you won't be able to make a lot of money, at least at first, when you start translating books, okay? So maybe you are teaching, maybe you are translating, interpreting, working with technical materials as a TNI professional. So you will have to find a way to balance your workload. What I do, especially when working with self-published authors, is be very honest with them and say, what pays my bills is my technical work, my technical translations. So I will dedicate a couple of hours a day to your book and I'll get it done by a certain day, but I can't rush it. Books are a long-term project and we can't charge premium price because otherwise these kind of projects would be just completely out of reality. So you have to charge something that is comfortable to you, but also be honest and tell the author or the small publisher you're working with, hey, I can prioritize your project that is paying me a little less than my technical work because my technical work pays the bills. So I'll talk more about price negotiation later on, but it's something that you have to keep in mind. You have to balance your workload, okay? And you always have to sign a contract because that's how you're going to protect yourself. I'll go into more detail later too, but keep in mind that you have to deal with all aspects of negotiating this project. You're not just going to get hired by uh, an agency or a publisher and then deal with them when the time comes to get paid. No, you have to sign a contract and make sure that the author has good intentions to work with you that you're doing something that is for both of you. It's beneficial to both parties. So signing a contract really shows that you are professional and will keep those not so trustworthy authors at bay because they will be kind of worried about signing something, putting something in writing if they don't have good intentions to begin with. All right. So that's a negative aspect because you do have to do more than just translate. There are also some online risks and um, two of the main online risks that I know of are piracy and plagiarism. That's not something that I've experienced myself, but I see from a lot of self-published authors that had this problem. As far as piracy, it's because there's this whole underground world of deep webs where people are just sending books left and right for free. So they get pirate copies somewhere, a PDF that they came across and they just post it to the masses, which means that the author is not making money, the translator is not making money, nobody's making money because the book is just made available for free. So that's something that they have to be aware of because self-published authors may run into that problem of having their work pirated. And the other side of the coin is that it, they could get plagiarized. Some other people could try to rewrite the story or put their name. And there are cases where small publishers actually take the work of a translator 
and just give credit to someone else, sometimes the owner of the publisher, and they just publish that work that they are plagiarizing. Sometimes it happens to old translations that they just get a little, you know, adapted and cleaned up a little bit, especially with languages that have gone through some um, spelling changes or some words that are not used as often anymore. There were some small publishers in Brazil that did that, unfortunately, and just lifted entire works from translators, just got cleaned up a little bit, the spelling got updated, and it was re-released as someone else's work. So the translator didn't get credit for it. Who got credit? The owner of the publisher. So I've seen some cases like that. There are some people that study this deeply in Brazil. I'm sure that other countries go through that too. But plagiarism is unfortunately a reality in this medium. So it's good that you're aware of that because once something is made available online, it could leak through different channels and you just lose control of your work. So that's what happens to self-published authors. And at a minor rate, it could happen to your translations as well. So just keep an eye on everything, have backup copies, have everything um, secure on your computer so nothing gets hacked, pirated, and plagiarized, all right? And the last negative aspect I wanted to highlight today is limited reading time. That's a personal problem that I have. I hope that not everybody has, but I wanted to raise some awareness of that. Once you start translating books, sometimes that's all you get to read in a year. Especially in my case, because I translate technical material, I translate books on the side. So sometimes I translate four books in one year and I don't have time to actually read for pleasure. So just be aware of that. That could happen. It's a good problem to have if you're translating books that you like, that you enjoy, but because you have to read your translation sometimes like four times, that's all the reading time you get. And when you just walk away from your computer from translating, you sometimes don't have time to pick up a book and just read for pleasure. So I'm just being honest with you. These are the things that could happen to you the negative aspects of being a translator working with self-published authors, but there are a lot of positive aspects as well. And in my experience, they have outweighed negatives. I just wanted to let you know that they exist. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now moving on to something more practical. Where can you find authors? Well, you have to do a lot of research, a lot of digging, a lot of legwork. You have to really try to find people you can work with. The good news is that now with all the digital platforms available, there are more people publishing, so there are more places where you can try to find them. I'm highlighting here the four big ones where you can for sure find self-published authors you can reach out to to try to strike a deal. Amazon is the main one with the Kindle revolution. So many people go to Amazon to publish their own work. There's been a boom in self-publishing work. 
they have their KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing platform. So that makes it so much easier for authors to get their creative work out there. And that's where you can find them, right? So do some research and you can find which books are self-published. And I'll explain in a little bit more detail in a bit. Another one is Smashwords. Sometimes you see a lot of people that don't like Amazon, so they don't want anything to do with Amazon. They'll go to Smashwords to publish their works. So you can find a lot of self-published books there and you can try to reach out to those authors. The other two options are Google Books and iBooks, iBooks by Apple. These are also platforms that authors can use to get their work published independently. So you can find some titles, some names over there. Besides the platforms themselves, you can also go to Goodreads. It's a website where everybody that loves books gets together. So you have a lot of readers that leave reviews that uh, make lists of what they've been reading and that exchange experiences and information about their reading habits. And you also have authors who create a profile page there to raise awareness about their work, to share information about their books. So that's how you can get information about them and try to reach out to get a deal. And other two ways that you can get to uh, self-published authors are platforms like Medium, which is kind of a collective blog where people can post their essays, can post their stories. So some authors are very active on Medium. And then later on, they can repackage their articles as a book. So you can try to follow some authors that have already done that and try to get ahead of the curve and contact them before the book comes out. Maybe uh, the original and the translation can come out at the same time. That's a very good marketing strategy to raise awareness of the work. So a lot of authors are on Medium and you can find them there and try to reach out. Or they have personal blogs. If they don't write for Medium, they can write for their own blog. And you can try to familiarize yourself with their work through their blogs. Okay, so that's a good channel for you to look for information about them too. So here's a little research checklist on things you can do to start compiling that list of potential authors you can work with. The first thing you need to do is actually check if the book was published under the author's own name. If it was published by a publisher, then it's the traditional method. We already know all about it. It's hard to break into. It deals you know, with agents. It deals with uh, copyright lawyers. So because you're trying to avoid that, you should try to find authors that published a book under their own name or sometimes under a company name that they created themselves, right? So check out the book information to try to find that if there's a book that you're interested in translating, right? If it's under the author's own name, there's no publisher in sight, that's a self-published author. One thing you need to check too is how popular the author is in their native market. It really helps because that means that they already have a following in their native language and you can try to replicate that in the target language. Sometimes their own readers will be so excited to know that the book has been translated into other languages. They will help market it. They will spread the word for you. So it's very good to check how the author works with their audience as well in the native market. Okay. And since we're talking about readers, try to read some reader reviews. 
Sometimes you may look through a book and the synopsis is so well written that you're like, oh, I really want to translate this book. And it turns out that the book is not really that good. So if you're one of those like me who likes to just read the book as you're translating, you have to do some more of this legwork beforehand so you don't get disappointed because there's nothing worse than getting stuck with a book that you don't enjoy reading, right? So it should be even worse if you're translating it. So to avoid any issues, make sure you read the book reviews left by readers. If they highlight something interesting, something that will only get you more excited in trying to get this deal and translate a book, that's what helps you see that you're on the right track. And last but not least, you have to check if there's a demand for the book in the target market, right? Sometimes it's something so obscure that the target market has no interest in. So you have to make sure that it's something that will become popular in the target language, right? Or it could just be the complete opposite. Sometimes there's nothing about that genre, about that subject in the target language. And this book will be the first. So that will make it stand out even more. So try to check the demand or lack thereof in the target market and see if the book you're about to translate could really stand out. But the main thing you have to keep in mind here is do not put all your eggs in one basket. Don't research this one perfect book that you want to translate, then send that message to the author and just wait patiently for them to get back to you. Unfortunately, that's not how it works, right? If you send a letter to 10, 20, 50 authors, maybe you hear back from five of them. So the more people you contact, the least disappointed you will be. So make sure you just don't contact one perfect project and then just sit there waiting and waiting and waiting to hear back from them. Compile a nice list first, maybe 20 names, and then contact all of them and hopefully you'll hear back from some of them and try to strike a deal, okay? Persistence is key in here and you have to be very honest with yourself and very realistic, all right? So here are some more opportunities on how to get your translated books published. There's a publisher called Amazon Crossing. And yes, it's part of Amazon. It's completely different from the KDP system, the Kindle Direct Publishing. So it's not authors publishing their own work. It's a regular publisher that is part of Amazon and they select the content they will publish. They have published a lot of books in translation. They have a form that you can fill out with information about a book project. And ideally, you can just work with an author, have a sample ready, and submit it and try to get approval. And if Amazon Crossing picks one of your books, you could translate it for them and it would be a regular publishing deal. But you can actually reach out to an author and work on that together. That's the best of both worlds, right? There are also grants and funding available, meaning that you can get paid by government-sponsored programs. So let's just say that there's a program by a country that wants to elevate their culture, wants to elevate their books, and they will have some money set aside to pay for a cultural project like that. So you could translate a book by an author from that country, and the government will pay you to get the book published. So it's a great way for you to find resources to fund your translation projects. 
On the other side, there's also prizes and awards. So that's for when the book is already published and you can just get a cash prize for doing a great job on your translation. We see more and more translated books being nominated for regular literary awards. And that's awesome because it just recognizes that not only authors, but also translators help keep the literary market going. So once you have already published a book with an author, you can certainly keep an eye out for prizes and awards that will give you and the author a cash prize. That's a very good idea that you should keep in mind. And lastly, we have platforms like Babelcube. That's a platform that connects you with self-published authors that already expressed interest in having their books translated. So pretty much you're paired up with an author. Uh, maybe they'll send you a message saying, I see that you're a translator of this language. Here's my book. Do you want to give it a try? And you can just sign a contract through Babelcube with the author and get a book translated and published. All right. The way that it works, it's royalties only, so you only make money off of the copies that are sold. Once again, you can't get rich like this, so it's more for experience. It's ideal if you're thinking about getting into this market and translating your first book because it's going to be easy work, meaning authors already are requesting for translations. You don't have to try to convince an author to have their book translated. So it's good for your resume, but it's royalties only, all right? It's a great way to get experience, but the way that it works is the first few years after your book translation is published, you get most of the royalties on copies sold, and then after a while, most of the royalties will go to the author. That's how they work things out. But it's a good starting point if you have no books in your resume and you want to just get the experience, at least you know that those authors there are already looking for someone like you. Okay, moving on to the other kind of books that you can get published. We talked about working with self-published authors so far. Now let's talk about bringing books to life. And there are two ways that you can do it. You can work with books that are in the public domain, or you can write your own books. I'm not going to get into too much detail about number two, but I just wanted to mention it, so I'll get to it first. If you are creative, you could write your own books. You can publish them yourself, right? Uh, maybe you have a story to tell, fiction or nonfiction. You can have a source of income from being an author. It can also help you get recognition for being a translator if you publish your own work, all right? I'm not creative at all. I like translating, not creating something from scratch, so I could never write a fiction book, but I work with nonfiction because of my journalism background. So I did write a nonfiction book called Tools and Technology in Translation, which is based on my own class. So I went through the publishing experience by publishing my own book, and it was very good to learn the other side of things, how self-published authors work, right? So if you can write a book, great, try it out, because you will learn so much about the process. But I won't talk much about that today. I want to focus on number one right now, the public domain books. And that means that it's old books that are in the public domain, so you can find them for free on the web and they are legitimate. 
it's not a pirate copy. And I'm talking about books like Sherlock Holmes, for example. If you notice a lot of shows and movies and content about Sherlock Holmes lately, it's not just because it's a hot topic. It's because the books featuring the character went into public domain a few years ago. So what happens is you can create derivative work based on someone else's body of work, and that could be a translation, right? So let me explain a little bit more about public domain books. First thing, you have to check the laws in the country where it was originally published. In most cases, it seems to be about 70 years since the author's death. That's when their work goes into public domain, okay? But always check the laws in the original country and the target country because that way you can just be sure that you can publish it yourself, right? It would be a translation that you give credit to the author, of course, but you can publish yourself and you don't have to ask permission to anyone. You should also check the books and the author's history in the target language and in the target country. So if you're translating someone's book for a certain market, make sure that either the translations that already exist are really old or that maybe those titles have not been published but make sure that nobody has the rights to translation in other markets. Maybe there is a publisher that has acquired rights to translate that particular author or that particular book in the country that you're interested in bringing that book to life. So you gotta do a lot of research, just like when you're reaching out to self-published authors to find out if you can bring the book to life yourself, okay? And once you see that everything's clear, you can just self-publish it, giving credit to the original author, of course. And one of the options you can use is try crowdfunding. Because if it's someone that everybody's excited about in the target market, maybe a lot of fans have been waiting for something like that. You can get the power of the crowd on your side and readers will help fund your own translation right? So do a lot of research, make the little list so you can try to bring a project to life. And check out halfalombardino.com webinars because I'll be adding a session about how to publish books on Amazon because I went through that experience myself with my own nonfiction book with some short story collections that I put together because I did go through the publishing process I will give you some tips on how to put your project together and make it available through Amazon, through KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing, and have your books out in the world. Well, we just finished the first part of the presentation. Let's move on to the second one, and it's how can we do it? Because right now, I just told you about all the possibilities. Now we can see how that can all come together. So how can you stand out as a translator and try to get your translated books published? First, you need a portfolio. So authors, small publishers, and even big publishers can look at your track record and see what books you've translated in the past, right? You will get recognition. So the more people know about your work, the more people are going to come for you to try to get a project done with you. 
And you have to position yourself as an authority in the field. You have to share your knowledge so people know that you are able to work on a certain project. All right? So I'm going to just explore these three things to give you some more ideas on how you can do it. So the first thing, creating a portfolio, that's pretty basic. Uh, it's your resume, but in a more dynamic format. Your portfolio should show all the books that you worked on. If you don't have anything ready right now, you can always get sample translations up on your portfolio while you're waiting for your big break for your first book to get translated. You can use material in the public domain, right? You can just lift someone else's work because if you don't strike a deal with an author, you can't use that as a sample. That's not the ideal process. So if you find works in the public domain that you can use a few paragraphs to show how you would translate that into your language, that would be ideal. You can also seek volunteering opportunities. Uh, let's say that there is a, a cause that you support, an organization that you support that has published their information in book format. You can actually volunteer as a translator and get that experience under your belt. So you can add that book to your portfolio. And volunteering is usually for free. So you just get started with something that you know a lot about because it's a cause you believe in. And at the same time, you get a book under your belt. All right. And like I said, another way to start out as a book translator and get the portfolio going is to work with platforms like BabbleQ or work with authors that will go for royalty only deals. Sometimes authors don't have the money up front to pay for a translator, but if you just split the royalties, you can get the book done, get your experience, try it out, and get something on your portfolio so you can pursue paid opportunities with authors that have written books that are in the same genre, in the same language, about the same subjects. All right? So just to give you an idea what my portfolio looks like, I'll just go through the screen here. You can see that I have all the covers and I start with Portuguese to English nonfiction books. The ones that I've translated so far, they you click the, the image and it goes straight to Amazon because it takes you to the book page. Uh, here are some nonfiction, also Portuguese to English. Now some English to Portuguese. I haven't done that many. It's funny that I get more requests from Portuguese to English. I have a couple from Italian to Portuguese and Italian to English. Some short stories in book format that I also help bring to life. Coming soon, three of those four are already ready to go but haven't been published yet. And some copy editing books that I've done. So uh, someone else translated it or the author translated it himself or herself. And then I just come in and I help just clean it up and make sure that it's ready to be published. All right. So this is my portfolio. That's what it looks like. And you can get it done too. So let's now talk about making a name for yourself. If you're in the same situation I was in about 12 years ago, well, I couldn't find any book deals the traditional way because publishers already have a group of translators they like working with. 
I would pass the tasks, but then sometimes we couldn't get a deal because my quote was higher than someone else's. So it was very hard for me to break into that market. And that's why I went the self-publishing route and started to translate books with self-published authors. So how do you make a name for yourself so people can trust you, so people will want to collaborate with you? Because that's the main thing that you want. You want people to recognize your name and you want people to come to you. I know that it may be hard for translators like us because we just work, you know, by ourselves in our little home office, away from everybody, but you have to put yourself out there, okay? You have to become known. People must see you and immediately associate you with book translations. That's the sweet spot. So what's happening to me right now is that I'm getting a lot of referrals. That means that my peers, other translators, trust me and they know what I do. So they have been recommending me to their contacts. Sometimes an author can find out about an English to Portuguese translator that, I don't know, has been interviewed, has been uh, talked about because of a new translation that got published. And they approach that author and say, hey, can you translate my book from Portuguese to English? And the author says, no, I translate the other way around. I translate from English to Portuguese. But you know what? Hafa does it. Hafa can translate your book from Portuguese to English. And I've got recommendations from so many peers just because they know what I do. And they trust me to recommend me to these authors, which is awesome. So that's one thing that you have to aim for, to just be recognized and make a name for yourself. And by putting yourself out there, I mean... Go to conferences, rub elbows with other translators, with some authors in literary uh, events. Do some online presentations to talk about what you're doing, to talk about your work. Of course, if you can talk about this information, because if you sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, then you have to keep quiet. But if you can, talk about your work. Interview the authors that you've translated. Just get some content online that will help raise awareness about the work that you do. You can write for blogs. If someone has a nice book blog that they already promote a lot of books and talk about what they're reading, you can write a guest post talking about translations. So that's a good way to expose your name to that audience. You can give interviews. You can share information about your process. You can raise awareness about what it is that you do. And you can also create content. You can help the author that you worked with with the marketing strategy, right? You can create some stories on Instagram. You can create some posts on Facebook. And that would just help bring awareness of your work. That's what I mean by putting yourself out there. The goal is if people know what you do, you will be top of mind when someone needs a translator with your profile and your abilities. And once you become an authority in the field, you will have to show that you know your stuff. You have to back up all your talk with good work. You could be very loud and make videos and post everywhere, but if you don't have good work to show, you're not going to be seen as an authority. So make sure that you know your stuff, document your process, 
uh, write down those words that were so hard to translate or write down what it was like to collaborate with an author so you can share that information and discuss it to show that you know your stuff. All right, that's how people will trust you and see you as an authority in that field. And you also should elevate others. Sometimes a book is not right for you, but you know that someone else will be perfect for that. Just keep an eye on what other translators are doing. So just as much as they can recommend your work to someone, you can recommend their work to someone. So for example, I'm working on a book right now. The author wanted uh, to have her book from Portuguese into English and Spanish. Well, I don't translate into Spanish. I just translate from Spanish. But I knew someone perfect for it. I already worked with her in a couple of book projects. And then I just recommended her work to the author. So the author right now has me working on the English version and my colleague working on the Spanish version. And that's just beneficial to everybody. I can't do it myself, but I know someone who can. So you're elevating others. You're getting that book translated right in two languages just because you recommended the author to someone that would do a great job. That will only bring benefit to our area, to the translation area. And once you're in that position, you can give back. You should share your knowledge to help others who will come after you. And that's a little bit of what I'm doing myself right now. I have gone through so many years and so many books, and now I want to make sure that I can help you get there too. I can't translate other books in the world. So if I can help people like you make it in this industry, in this specialization, that's perfect. And what I can do is just share what knowledge I have from my own experiences and hope I can help you along the way. So now that we wrapped up the how we can do it, let's go to what do we get? What is the practical side of translating books? Well, you get sustainability and recognition and you get a source of income. So let's just dwell on these two things that are the direct benefits of getting a book translated. In the long term, you ideally have a career in book translations and have projects back to back on your schedule, right? That's what you want to do. You want to translate books. So sustainability means you can keep projects going and do a good job and get more opportunities. I can say that I'm just a book translator nowadays, even though I translate at least two books a year on a regular basis. Uh, sometimes even four, but I know how to balance my time between technical translations that pay the bills, that's most of my work, and the creative side that brings me joy, also pays some of the bills, and just make sure that I won't go crazy with just technical work and actually exercise my creative side. That's the balance that I wanted to achieve. But if your goal is to be a book translator, you can achieve sustainability too. So I would say that right now, 75% of my income comes from technical translations. About 15% of my income comes from teaching translations, because I've been doing this for a while too. And 10% of my income is from book translations. So it pays some of the bills, but it's not the bulk of my work. And you could get there if that's all you want to do. I just want to be very honest with you and tell you not to quit your day job just yet 
If you're just starting, you have a long way to go, but there is potential and you can't get there for sure. Just make sure that you'll be recognized as a reliable book translator and you'll be referred by peers and you'll be sought by authors and small publishers that will see your work out in the world and come to you to offer you a new project. So don't just decide right now, I want to be a literary translator and just say goodbye to your boss and get out of the door. You still need to start somewhere and it's a slow progress, but it can be very rewarding and you will be able to achieve your goals if you just stay persistent. Now to kind of wrap it up, let's talk about the source of income. How can you make money being a book translator? Well, you can definitely negotiate a regular rate so that's how much you charge per word or that's how much you charge per page and you just get paid you get the job done and that's it that's what we already do as translators right you just do the work get paid walk away no problem but in publishing you have three other options that you can try to work with and try to find the balance with some books you get the regular rate some other books you can try one of these other approaches and one of the approaches is going for a lower rate per word or per page and splitting royalties. There's some potential in there. Like I said, if you make it big, if it's a book that would just be huge and get the movie deals or something like that, you could get royalties from it and you could negotiate then a lower rate and then maybe 80% for the author, 20% for you when the royalties come in right? Or it could be 75 and 25. It's always more royalties for the author and less for you. But it may compensate if it's one of those books that could make it big. And I do know a case like that, at least one case that is recent right now. There was a series that came into the public domain and it's called Anne of Green Gables. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it became a series on Netflix called Anne with an E. So because of that body of work by Lucy Maud Montgomery, a Canadian author from the early 1900s, because her work became publicly available in the public domain, Netflix made a series. And at the same time, there was this translator in Brazil that was just passionate about the series and struck a deal with a small publisher and started translating and publishing those books in Portuguese. With the Netflix series, the book became very popular everywhere also in brazil and people started buying those books and the translator actually had a deal to earn royalties from book sales so now she is able to actually pay her bills from something that she did out of passion at first that just made it big because it had a whole series on netflix behind it it's like winning the lottery. You have to be at the right place at the right time, but it can happen. Maybe it could happen to you. It hasn't happened to me yet, but you can see those examples out in the world. Another royalty option is splitting royalties with no money up front. So you only get paid based on sales. The author wouldn't be paying you anything. If you work with a small publisher, the publisher wouldn't be paying you anything. You only make money once the book starts selling. It's risky, but it's something that could happen. And if you're just starting, maybe it's a good option for you so you can get some experience, right? 
And it would be at a more even rate than getting some of the money and then depending on royalties later, because when you split royalties, you could have 60% for the author and 40% for you, or 55-45. There's definitely a way that you can negotiate that with an author. And your last option is maybe approaching an author who is interested in releasing full rights to you. They say, yeah, go ahead, translate my book. Just give me the credit. It happened to me actually with my first book. You can check out on my uh, portfolio. It's called Zombie Nights, Um Zumbi na Noite. And when I approached the author, Tom Lichtenberg, he said, yeah, sure, that sounds like fun. Go for it. And I'm like, okay, but um, how does that work? And he's like, just make sure that you give me credit, that I'm the author of the book. Go ahead and do it. And that's been a great experience because I was able to just go through the whole process of translating and publishing the book at the same time. It was a novella, it was a shorter book, but it was great to just get my feet wet and try it out right there in the beginning over a decade ago. And it's something that worked for me to just get started. So don't rule out that option. It could be a good option for you too. But in any case, no matter what kind of negotiation you get into with an author or a small publisher, always sign a contract because then you will be in writing. And like I said, you will just keep at bay all those authors who don't have good intentions. If it's a good fit, if it's someone who's going to work together with you, they will take it seriously. They will make all those payments and they will work with you to bring that book to life. Okay. And talking about contract, let me just give you these useful resources that you can go to and read more about book translation and really immerse yourself in it when you're researching and trying to reach out to authors. The first thing you should do is just go to penamerica, pen.org slash model contract, because that's where you can copy and paste a model contract. It's a template that you can use when negotiating with an author, right? They have so many other resources, so I highly recommend that you explore pen.org because they are really good at showing a lot of resources to translators and to authors. You could also consider joining the American Literary Translators Association. I went to one of their conferences. It was so great to meet so many book translators. I've got some referrals from just that one conference that I went to years ago. And you can definitely learn so much from other people sharing their experiences from other markets, from other languages. So you cannot go wrong when you put yourself out there and participate in events like that. There's also a literary division inside the American Translators Association. Same thing, you can go to the ATA conference and you can just participate in events related to the literary division to learn more about other translators and learn about some authors that they may invite for their talks, okay? And one last resource that I wanted to share with you is Intralingo. It's by a Canadian translator, Lisa Carter. She is awesome when it comes to sharing resources about books and translation. She has a YouTube channel. She has a newsletter. So I highly recommend that you check out intralingo.com. And don't just go through these resources. Try to find some more. These are very English, United States, North America centric, because that's the market that I work in the most. 
but try to do a lot of research, put your plan into action, and get all those pieces to fall in the right places once you're ready to start contacting small publishers and self-published authors. And that is it. After this long presentation, I hope that you had useful information for you to put your plan into action. And if you have any questions, please reach out. Let me know how things are going for you. I love hearing from people who have had a successful experience after learning about some of the things that I did and could help you do well too. So get back to me when you get your first book translated. Let me know how it's going. You can reach me on all these channels. I'm always available and I love hearing stories from other translators. So do not hesitate. Please contact me. Let me know how you're doing. So I hope you enjoy this presentation and that you'll be in touch soon.